Did you know there are nearly two and a half million apps available in the Google Play Store and another two million apps in the Apple App Store? That's a lot, a lot of apps. Billions are downloaded every month. There are apps for weight loss, apps for productivity, apps for picture taking and editing. There are probably even apps for tracking the rate at which you lose your hair. Sad, but true. So I'm guessing the last thing you want is another app, right? Fair enough, but hear me out. There are some quite useful apps that will make you change your mind about downloading one more thing. These apps can help you get more done, enjoy life, become happier, and connect with more people. Let's talk about them now. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back, Spin Sucks listeners. How many pages of apps do you have on your phone? I have four, and I'm dying to get it cleaned up because let's be real, I rarely look at the apps beyond the first half of the second page. And yet, they're still there. There are some really great apps, though. Some that I consistently use, well, I tell you exactly which ones I consistently use, but I can't find my phone right this second. I do know a few off the top of my head. I use Procreate for crafting astonishing art that I could never do if not for an Apple Pencil and an app. The Kindle app is open on my iPad for at least an hour every day. And I also use Strava as if my life depends on it, because it sort of does. Strava is where I track all of my cycling miles and data, and also where I can see who's not working because they're out riding 100 miles in the middle of the day. I mean, not that I've ever done that. What are you looking at? I've never done that. Stop it. Those are the apps that fit into my life, and I use them regularly. There are also lots and lots of apps I've tried that haven't made it into my daily routine. My fitness pal is one of those. Even though it syncs with Strava and Apple Help, it was too much data for me. I didn't want to eat what an app told me to eat when it tells me to eat it. I want to eat french fries and drink wine. If I can't do that, what's the point in writing a gazillion miles a week? But not during the workday. I've never done that. What makes some apps work and some just, well, fizzle out? In a perfect world, an app solves a problem, makes something easier, or entertains you. Some apps are built to do exactly like that, such as MyFitnessPal. I've heard from lots and lots and lots of you that MyFitnessPal and other calorie counter apps are extraordinarily effective, which just goes to show that some apps solve problems for some of us and not for others. Back in the day, we had Angry Birds and then Words with Friends to entertain us. Sometimes they are great for a moment in time and then they fizzle out. Snapchat was also like that for me. It was fun for a bit and then I stopped using it. In reality, a lot of apps, you know, such as social media, can waste time, distract us, and even create FOMO in isolation. With Snapchat and the games, I discovered I was wasting time on those instead of doing things I really wanted to do, such as read books, and I'll admit it, watch Netflix. So how do you decide which apps get the honor of hanging out on your phone, or on your desktop for that matter? I have three criteria, which probably applies for most of you too. Number one. It has to solve a problem or give you a benefit you didn't have before. Number two, it has to be intuitive or easy to use. Even better if it's both. Ideally, it has to integrate with other things you use or at least not interfere with them. Your personal criteria might be different than this, and that's cool. 
The idea is to think about what you need from a new app rather than just getting it because it's pretty or because all of your friends have it. I'm looking at you, Candy Crush. All of your colleagues having it is another issue, and we'll get to that shortly. Let's talk about each of these criteria in some more detail. So it has to solve a problem. Ask yourself if the app you're about to download solves a problem. Also ask yourself, and be brutally honest about it, if it will solve a problem in the short term, but become a distraction longer term. If it looks like it will solve a problem, ask yourself if it will also save you time. If it can cut down the time you spend on a task, then there's an additional benefit of it. I've recently discovered Superhuman to help me achieve Inbox Zero every day. It really does that. It's the most impressive thing I've seen to date. In March, I took the social networks and email off my phone to see if it would cut down on my feeling um, a bit psychotic, I guess, and it did. It forced me to be intentional about my social media time and about when and how I respond to emails. When the superhuman guy suggested I download the app to my phone, I was pretty hesitant at first, but it has solved the problem and saved me even more time, so it fits my first criteria. Of course, there are situations where it may not solve a problem or save you time, but your company uses it, so you have to download it. In that case, you can ignore this criteria. The second one is it has to be intuitive and easy to use. Easy to use, of course, is a highly subjective term, sort of like judging in ice skating and gymnastics. But there is an example of an app that has a high uptake rate and is generally considered one of the easiest to use professional apps out there. And it's also one of the loves of my life, Slack. I had a conversation with a client last week and she asked me how I manage Slack. I acknowledge that it's challenging to keep up with it all, but there are a few things you can do to make it one of the most effective apps you use. First, actually download the app. Lots of people use Slack in their browser, and that's definitely going to make it more challenging to keep up with it all. So download the app to both your phone and your desktop. Doing that will make it significantly easier for you to use. Then, change your notifications. You can customize the crap out of those, so do it. I only get notifications when I'm tagged, and then only in Slack, not also in email. Those two things will make it work specific to your needs. Okay, we've talked about a new app needing to solve a problem and be easy enough to use so you can avoid throwing your phone against the wall. Now let's talk about what really sets the best apps apart from the rest, integrations. Not every app will work with every other app, but many, many apps are designed to function with others. You know, my fitness pal I mentioned earlier, even though it's not my love, it does sync with many of the other apps you might use, such as a weight loss app, an exercise app, and your health app. That makes your life a lot easier. One of the apps I consistently use is Strava, which integrates with Peloton, Garmin, Fitbit, the Apple Watch, Polar, and more. Likewise, on the business side of things, Google Suite integrates with pretty much the entire world. And Superhuman, I mentioned earlier, all you have to do is type a day of the week in your email, and it brings up your calendar on that day so you can reference your availability. Contrast that to having a calendar app that you have to manually update, no one else can ever see, and no one can book time on without talking to you first. That would suck. Then, if you're using an app that doesn't have an automatic integration, you can use a cool service called Zapier. It has recipes that allow you to choose two or more apps you need to talk to each other, and it walks you through the integration process. It's both the most exciting thing 
and the bane of my existence because I want to integrate all the things. When choosing apps for work, you want to look at your goals and find tools that will help you achieve them the most efficiently. An app for the sake of an app is no good, but an app that makes it easier for your team to work is worth hundreds of times its sticker price. To give you a better breadth of business apps, we asked the SpinSucks community about their favorites. This first one is from Tanya Asageda, who found an app to help her manage her to-do list anxiety. I'm Tanya Asageda, president of Tanya Asageda PR, and the app that I'm loving these days is called Focus Keeper. Quite simply, it's an app that allows me to play a mind game with myself. I struggle with anxiety from looking at really long to-do lists and not knowing where to start and then not doing anything at all. With Focus Keeper, the design is simple and the concept is even more simple. It's a timer. You go in, you hit start, and it gives you 25 minutes. And the goal is to focus just for 25 minutes. Everybody can focus for just 25 minutes. And at the end, an alarm goes off. Then you can go about checking email or voice messages or whatever. But I use these 25-minute bursts to really focus, hunker down. And at the end of the day, I find myself a lot more productive, way less stressed out. And when I start my workday the next day, I'm refreshed and ready to go. I highly suggest it for anybody. This app sounds awesome, and I love the 25-minute bites of focused work. This may be something I check out, especially for the times that I have 25 minutes in between meetings, so I don't waste it on, you know, email and social media. I've been known to do that. I'm also human. (laughs) Other apps are bigger and can be synchronized across multiple platforms. Chris Craft talks about his favorite. Hello, world. My name is Chris Kraft from Now Media and Consulting here in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a ton of apps that I love that I use on a regular basis, but the one that stands out to me is Asana, developed by a former Facebook exec. Asana keeps our whole team organized. That's what I expected from it in terms of task management, project management, handling attachments. Definitely my go-to app is Asana. Check it out. An app that can be used in different formats and that integrates with others fits one of our key criteria for app greatness. I'm personally not an Asana lover, but it is better than Trello, in my humble opinion. But the way Chris uses it to manage his team means it's hit all three of the app greatness criteria. Finally, we have a submission from our own Martin Waxman, who talks about the apps he uses the most on his iPhone. Hi, Ginny and SpinSex podcast listeners. It's Martin Waxman here, and I want to talk to you about some of my favorite iPhone apps. And one of the first is Evernote. I love having Evernote connected to my iPhone and also to my desktop because it means that I can take notes and write down ideas and be connected to the same notebook everywhere. I used to keep paper notebooks and have just bookshelves full of them, but I could never find anything. And with Evernote, I can. So that's number one. Number two is the Twitter app on my phone. I just love it. I actually have it pinned at the bottom as one of my must-have apps on my iPhone. And I find it's just great, the Twitter native app, for finding out what's going on, connecting with people, chatting with people, learning something, reading something. Email, I hate to admit it, but it works really well on there. And Slack is really great too. So Those are probably my top phone apps for work. Of course, there's lots of other ones that I use for fun. And thank you for asking me. I've always teased Martin about his use of the native Twitter app. He has always done that. 
since the very beginning. No fancy desktop app for him. But chosen carefully and used strategically, phone apps can be a huge benefit, even if it is the Twitter native app. Of course, all this app time, particularly on your mobile device, means even more screen time. So use the weekly screen time information your phone gives you. My aim every week is to reduce my use by 1%. I failed last week. I was up 12%. You win some, you lose some. That's all we have for you this week. We'd love to hear about your app use, what you love for work and what you love for personal, what makes you the most productive, and how your apps integrate. Join us in the SpinSucks community at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. Now I'm off to find my phone. I'm sure it's around here somewhere. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 